hour number two of the morning after right here on the grid sirius xm channel 204 i'm your host ben stevens throughout this next hour number two we are a family environment on this show here tma across the sports grid network so we welcome on some of our favorites joining me in just a few moments it will be craig mish from here on sports grid fantasy sports today each and every weekday right after we conclude on the morning after 12 p.m eastern time each and every single weekday and then we have cam rogers coming up after that some pga tour picks some discussion of bryson and brooks the match and then to round out our number two a look back at thursday night football with fan duels ryan williams and some early leans for the sunday slate week five of the nfl as well but right now right here in the flesh Craig Mish, who almost did a stand-up bit last week when he appeared on the show, is now here to join us on the morning after on another Thursday morning. Craig, thank you very much for being here today. Hi, Ben. Yeah, I'll reel it back in just for just for this week. I mean, we got 25 minutes together here. I don't know. My stand-up, I can do about 8 to 10 minutes, but 25, that's a long time. Listen, you had the crowd wanting more. My dad called me that day and was like, Craig Mish, he's hysterical. You should have him on the show all the time. I'm like, we do, Dad, and he is hysterical. That was great stuff. I enjoyed every single moment of it. If you want to sprinkle in a couple of jokes, you let me know. But we have your great expertise here, not only from a prop perspective for Thursday night football between the Rams and the Seahawks, but also a little Major League Baseball talk as well because we are in the heart of the postseason now. The wild card games have been decided. The Red Sox out of the AL, the Dodgers last night, out of the National League as well. So the four teams in the National League postseason race, all in the hunt for the pennant, have their updated odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And Craig, unsurprisingly so, the Dodgers are the heavy, heavy favorite with the shortest odds by a large margin. Plus 125, updated in 10 cents in the last hour right now to win the NL pennant on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Giants at plus 270, the Brewers at plus 300, and the Atlanta Braves with the longest odds to win the National League pennant at plus 500. Craig, there is a reason the Dodgers are such a heavy favorite at plus 125. Do you think anybody can catch L.A.? No, I mean, I, I think that I think I've pretty much been saying just stick with the Dodgers throughout the entire season in order to you know win the World Series. But, you know, coming off that game last night, it would be a horrible bet to bet this right now. Like like the world mm. saw the walk off from Chris Taylor and, you know, everyone is just so excited to see a game end like that in baseball. So for me, what I would do is you just, you know, the Giants just basically unloaded Scherzer here for game one. My guess is the Giants probably going to win game one or game two. And then those odds on FanDuel are going to change again. And then you'll probably be able to get plus 135 or plus 140, you know, 10, 20 cent change. So if I was going to bet the Dodgers, Ben, I would probably wait a little bit. Like like last night's game, I mean, it was not the equivalent of Kirk Gibson hitting that walk-off home run, of course, in the World Series against Dennis Eckersley in game one there in 89. Or was it 88? I believe it was uh, 88 or 89. Uh, whatever that was, Ben, uh, you wait on this one. And because every, the world is going on the FanDuel to bet the Dodgers right now. So I would wait. 
Yeah, the odds even got shorter from yesterday entering that wild card matchup, of course, against the St. Louis Cardinals. Makes sense. They're in a one-game winner-take-all wild card game. They were plus 200, were the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday prior to that game against the Cards. We welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after getting underway. You're listening on Sirius XM Channel 204, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. He is Craig Mish. Joining me for the next couple of segments, I am Ben Stevens. And Craig, I think you bring up a great point about the Dodgers as well. Plus 240 to win the World Series, plus 125 to win the National League pennant. Very short odds on LA after the win in the NL wildcard game last night. Ahead of that series against their foes, though, in the National League West, the San Francisco Giants, the Dodgers also a pretty good favorite at minus 156 on that series price. Now, the shortest correct score for this series, or the shortest total games, I should say, for the Giants and Dodgers series is actually four right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 145. For this series to go five games, it is plus 150. How many games do you think we will see between the Dodgers and the Giants? I think this could go the whole way. I, I think that I, I know that they pulled Scherzer early from that game yesterday, but you have to remember, uh, let, let's say four or five months ago, Ben, if we looked at the Dodgers and we were talking about a one-two-three punch, it was Clayton Kershaw, uh, it was uh, Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer, and then Julio Urias, and then of course Bauer went out, and then the assumption that Kershaw was going to be there. The Dodgers are a better team than the Giants, but I think that these two teams are going to fight it out to the end. So. I would get plus money on the six or seven games is probably the way that I would go. I, I, I think that the Giants are rested. I think they're in a really good spot. I probably think they're going to win game one. Kevin Gossman's been a really good pitcher for them all season long. So I anticipate a battle here. I think I agree with you. I think this is going to go the distance in this National League Divisional Series. Listen, this is the part of the year that everybody wanted to see what San Francisco was truly made of throughout the entire regular season. Early on when the Giants got off to a hot start, even around the All-Star break, into the second half, could the Giants keep proving us wrong? Could they sustain this level of success throughout the entire year up in the Bay? Well, they were the best team in all of Major League Baseball. They won 107 games. Their reward, they get the Dodgers, who won 106 games and were 41-11, and 11, Craig, from August 7th all the way on. But the Giants held them off. They have home field. It is going to be a great series between these two longtime rivals. The L.A. Dodgers minus 156 on the series price. The San Francisco Giants plus 132. Thursday night football with Craig Mish. Some props to look out for. That's next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back here on the grid the morning after on Sirius XM channel 204. I am Ben Stevens and for this next segment looking at Thursday night football again. Pleased to be joined by Fantasy Sports today. The host of that great program. It is Craig Mish. You can catch FST right after us noon Eastern time to 2 p.m. Davis Maddock, Craig Mish breaking it down from a fantasy perspective. Players to target throughout the week across the entire National Football League. We correlate that to the props market and that prop perspective 
for Thursday night football tonight. So we have the Rams on the road in Seattle against their divisional foe in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks, Craig. The Rams laying two and a half, the over under total 54 and a half. When you see a lofty total, generally that means people might want to take overs from the offensive perspective in the prop market as well. Is there a specific player or a couple of players you are targeting tonight that you think can put up some good performances? Yeah, you know, first of all, I do want to say this on Thursday night in particular, when I see a high total, I'm not really intimidated because the game plans definitely get scaled down. We've seen that now, uh, I think, several weeks in a row. And I think it was really evident, Ben, two weeks ago when Houston played against Carolina. It looked like those two teams just simply had no interest in anything except for getting out of that game uh, without a lot of injuries. And, And I feel like that's the unfortunate part of Thursday night football. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I, I personally think that, you know, having college on Thursday night it was good enough for me. I understand the need to do it in the NFL, but it's always really dicey trying to figure out these games. Um, you know, for me, I, you know, the way that I look at this is that at some point you have to determine if something is lucky or if it's a trend or if it's just legitimate. And the one for me that I'm looking at tonight is uh, is Van Jefferson of the Los Angeles Rams at this point. Jefferson does appear to be the second target uh, for Matthew Stafford for whatever reason. Uh, Last year, Jefferson was kind of a non-entity. And again, I have some Gator bias here, Ben, of course, because he went to the University of Florida. But uh, truthfully speaking, if you look at Robert Woods' numbers and you see the the touchdown that he scored last week, it was at the end of the game, a meaningless touchdown that Stafford just threw in the back of the end zone to keep that kind of game going. Uh, Jefferson has been target number two. Stafford is going to throw 35 passes. And I feel like his prop is pretty low tonight in the low 40s. So that would be the one over that I do focus on. I'm not afraid, uh, you know, to, to lay it in on those unders. That's for sure. And in fact, I think the total in the game tonight is definitely high for a Thursday night game. Um, Monday night's a little bit of a different story. The teams have extra time to prepare. Uh, I do see a lot of running going on tonight. Uh, Seattle still does have Collins, regardless if they have Carson. You know, clearly betting anything on Carson is probably something that you're just going to end up getting your money back because I don't I just don't anticipate him playing. So, uh, you know, Collins is another interesting one in terms of his uh, rushing total. If FanDuel post that, I believe I saw that in the high 20s. Uh, that would be an under for me as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of different angles that you could go tonight, but I guess the moral of my story is is that a Thursday night total in the mid-50s doesn't scare me as much as a game on a Sunday, which is where I would load in on some of those overs. Van Jefferson's receiving yards prop right now on FanDuel for tonight is 43 and a half. His total receptions prop, by the way, a smaller number, three and a half, and the under actually has a little bit more juice. So maybe a couple of areas to find some profitability on the Rams' Van Jefferson tonight. Craig, you talk about this all the time, and I know even myself as a casual sports better, I am guilty of this. When I look at the prop market, I try to find my edges to an over. I try to at least go through the thought process of saying, why on average is quarterbacks going over his passing attempts prop or why this ride receiver is going over his receiving yards prop. But you are an advocate for times of taking the under in the prop market. How does your handicapping work there? Well, I I think that it's only natural just from an organic point of view that the average sports better who's going to bet 100 bucks, 200 bucks, what that person wants to do is enjoy themselves. And there's not a lot of fun rooting for no scoring no yards, no receptions, and no touchdowns. So in general, look, the NFL changed a couple of years ago, and you would have gotten absolutely murdered betting unders. But now that we understand that the lines have put yourself in a position to bet the under, 
I, I believe personally that on any given week, if you pick 10 unders, you could probably blind bet and win somewhere between five and a half to six of those bets and not even be concerned with what the bets are. And I think, again, that's just kind of a 360 view as to what the betting world is. So, uh, you know, simply put, I'm not afraid to do it. Now, look, there are exceptions to that rule. Uh, one of them in particular in, 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 these, in these games, you'll find the props, is Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry, it just doesn't seem to matter what game plan Tennessee has, how much they're up, how much they're down. The guy is getting volume. He's not getting hurt. He's going over 100 every game. So if you watch those games and you understand that the way that those games flow, then you would know that if you closed your eyes and just click under on 10 bets, make sure Derrick Henry is not one of those. But beyond that, people don't like watching low scoring. People don't like you know, uh, betting money on things that are not fun. And therefore, you're always going to get a small percentage. I don't know the benefits 1% or 2%, but you're always going to get an edge on betting and under. So that is usually the way that I trend with this stuff. And, and again, people who are listening and watching going, oh, Craig's no fun whatsoever. I mean, I like making money. Then I like, then I, you know, I mean, that's that's part of the deal here. So, yeah, like I I, I, I tend to poke fun at that kind of stuff. But as, as watching this for a long time like I have, uh, more unders will come in than overs and that's just the way that it works listen increasing your bankroll however you go about it is the most fun thing that you can do so i think you are a very fun guy craig mish so there you go don't listen to anybody else just take my word for it here hey my dad does think so that is without a doubt the most honest truth we will say today on this show if only i could get my dad to watch this show that would be a big improvement so he like calls me after the show you you want today i'm like yeah did you watch I don't know what I'm clicking. I'm like, I mean, I've told you this a million times. Just click on the Sports Grid app, open it up, watch the show. That's it. And then he'll like open it up at like random times. He's like, I'm watching here and I don't see you. I'm like, yeah, because that's why we're talking here. The show is not live. But anyway, right. th- thanks for that yeah. little anecdote. I'm, Mr. St- yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of- Craig, here's what you have to tell your father. Tell him to get YouTube TV, a great provider, and Sports Grid has their own channel on YouTube TV, so it's a little bit easier just to scroll down as you're looking through your TV guide, and boom, you'll see Craig Mish as he's talking on Fantasy Sports Today from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern each and every weekday here on The Grid. You just get so paid Craig, for that? As we look at... No, I think I should, though. No free ads, but YouTube TV... Hey, listen, I use YouTube TV in my own personal home. Maybe we talk next year's subscription price. Without a doubt, love a little focus away on how you love a little payola in my I life. Mean, I always love it. Come on, we we need some. All right, so the total is fifty four and a half tonight. You look at the passing yards props for tonight as well, and I think Craig, you're getting a slightly lofty number on Matthew Stafford, three oh five and a hook. When you see three oh five and a half, again from an under perspective, it seems like that might be the sharper side. How would you approach the passing yards props tonight? Yeah, on the yards, I'd go under on both quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, I on Thursday night, like, I, again, I, I think that that would be my angle there. Uh, Henderson looked pretty healthy last week. And what was really interesting about that is they even kept him in the game uh, coming off a, a week where he was hurt with rough ribs. And at the end of the game last week, Ben, they just kept handing him the ball. So that's a really good sign to show me that he's healthy on the side of Seattle. If, if they're involved in a low-scoring game, they're still running the ball. Look, I'm watching the games. Carson, no matter what they say about letting Russ cook, they're still handing the ball off 15, 20 times a game. So kind of like unders uh, in both of those spots. Uh, Wilson, maybe his rushing yards 
I'd be careful there because he does tend to run a little bit. And I think if that's in the low uh, 30s or 20s, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, under on both yards, I would go tonight. I mean, look, I, I think the game could have 50 points tonight, Ben. I just don't think it's going to be 60. Russ's rushing yards prop, 21 and a half. They do not that's- list right now Chris Carson's rushing yards prop for the Seattle Seahawks. His status still uncertain for tonight's Thursday night football game. Craig Mish, the host of Fantasy Sports Today. It comes up after us here on the morning after noon Eastern to 2 p.m. They'll be breaking down Thursday night football, getting you set for NFL Sunday as well. Craig, thanks very much for your time as always. My pleasure, Ben. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. Craig Mish, a great football mind, a great stand-up comedian in bits and pieces as well. My dad's favorite on the network. Coming up next, we swap it over to the PGA Tour. Cam Rogers joins us here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM Channel 204. I am Ben Stevens and very pleased right now to welcome on Cam Rogers. Don't just think because it's football and playoff baseball that the PGA Tour stops. It does not, and we can still find some profitability and the edges and the opportunities on golf pretty much each and every week. And the best guy to do that is Cam Rogers. So Cam, first and foremost, thank you for joining us here on TMA. What's good, Ben? Great to be with you. Yeah, like I said last week, now is the time to bet on golf. All the attention is on football, so it's Valentine here. Listen, in a huge plus money price last week in the prop market, Sergio Garcia to miss the cut was plus 300. Sergio Garcia, the defending champ of the Sanderson Farms last week, who played okay at the Ryder Cup. Cam went out on a ledge and said Sergio's going to miss the cut. Plus 300, he was one of the favorites to miss the event. What happened? Sergio Garcia missed the cut. Plus 300 in your pocket with some plus money. So, Cam, now as we turn our attention to the Shriners Hospital for Children Open this week out in the desert, a couple of familiar names out there on the PGA Tour. Victor Hovland, the favorite in the outrights market at 16-1. to 1. Brooks Kepka is there. Abraham Anser is there. Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler. Where do you think the value is picking an outright champion this week? Yeah, obviously outright picks are always difficult, right? But it's an interesting field this week. You have Hovland, like you mentioned, and Brooks Kepka and Abraham Anser and Zala Torres, who's coming off a really good tournament last week. My official outright selection, though, is down the board a bit, and it's Cameron Tringale, mm. whose odds actually got longer because the tournament is going on now. Pre-tournament, he was 45 to 1. And right now he is 50 to 1 to win this week at the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. And Cameron Tringali is a guy who just has this balanced golf game that really isn't wavering at all, especially within these last few weeks. The only knock on him is his driver. And this week, 
at TPC Summerlin, you don't need the big stick. You're playing at altitude, Ben, right? You know, use that logic there when playing at mile high and you're taking a football. Apply that here to TPC Summerlin where everybody is going to be hitting it long off the tee. So that's okay. Everybody's in that same bucket now, and it becomes a wedge game. And I think Cameron Tringali can be a guy who can really show some spark this week. T11 last week, and I think he's going to continue that momentum here this week. Somebody a lot of people aren't talking about. I'll go shorter here on the board. Webb Simpson, 22 to 1. Hmm. And when you think about Webb Simpson, you think about the Wyndham Championship, right? Or Harbortown. Yep. But also at TPC Summerlin, he's been really, really good. And again, he's not long off the tee, but at this venue, he is long off the tee because you're playing at altitude. And so he gets these opportunities all the time to use his wedges, hit greens, which he does fantastically. And then gets a hot putter and watch out. So Webb Simpson at 22 to one. I'm looking at him as well. It's out in Vegas this week is the Shriners. And that's why at 50 to one, a flyer on Cameron Tringali. We're taking a little gamble. I don't mind it, but Cam is spot on. It's very hard to look at a PGA Tour event each and every week with a huge field and pick one golfer to win the entire tournament. So the edges, yeah, that happens in the props market and the match betting market. So let's look first at the props, Cam. You are great at picking some of the nationality props and who will be the top player from a certain area of the world. Where does your eye go this week for the Shriners? I'm still trying to process the fact that I got that Sergio Garcia prop correct last week. Pretty crazy. Hey. So let's keep that momentum going. You know what I mean? So here we go. I have a few interesting plays here this week. Top Asian player, Sun J.M. is my bear. Look, this is a guy who is just humming along on the PGA Tour. And I've mentioned it before how he is really starting to find his game again and be that Sun J.M. that won Rookie of the Year not too long ago. The one concern here is that last week at the Sanderson Farms, he bled a lot of strokes to the field with his iron game. So that's something that concerns me just a tad, but I think he'll find it again this week. Again, this is a tournament where you will see a lot of birdies because everybody is going to have wedges in their hand. So top Asian player, Sunjay M there. Joaquin Neiman, top South American player, plus 220. He is somebody who just has immense talent, in my opinion. I think he can win anywhere, anytime, and he's somebody that I am really zoning in on this week. Pure talent play because we haven't really seen him much lately, but I think he is going to win on the PGA Tour sometime this year. It might as well be this week. And as you see, a few matchup plays as well. Scotty Scheffler is a guy who really just litters the field with birdies. I mean, he is so electric in his game from the tee box to the green. And so I have him over Victor Hovland, and that's not a knock on Victor. Honestly, it could be a situation where Scheffler is T6 and Hovland is T11. You know what I mean? They both play fine, but I think Scotty gets the best of Victor. Abraham answer over Louis. Answer is so automatic off the tee. Fantastic with his irons. Big game hunter. Recently won a WGC event. And then Zalatoris over Harris English there. Minus 126. Zalatoris over English. I think Willie Z is going to win on the PGA Tour pretty darn soon. He could be somebody who could present some value there in the outright market as well. Cam, I don't know if you noticed it in the PGA Tour highlight melts that we were playing when you were talking about Scotty Scheffler. The first highlight is Scotty Scheffler with one of the worst swings you'll ever see a PGA Tour pro make. And then he points out to the left like that's gone. That's OB left. That was great stuff. I really enjoyed it as you were highlighting the best 
out of Scotty Scheffler. But I do like the play this week against Victor Hovland, who, again, is the favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook at 16-1. to Cam is speaking right now. They are getting underway there out in the desert on the West Coast. So get these bets in pretty quickly as Cam is talking about that. And again, Cam, we talk about it all the time on this show when you come on the morning after. If you are going to be profitable betting golf, if you are going to find the edges, if you are going to make money, it is going to happen in the prop market or even specifically the match bets. Because again, you see much shorter odds, which makes it much more likely to happen. So how do you go about yep. handicapping match betting on a weekly basis across the PGA Tour? Yeah, I honestly prefer the match betting, Ben, as compared to the top 10s and the top 20s. The more and more you do this golf betting and golf content thing, it will. the more you realize how difficult even it is to get these top 10s and top 20s just because of how volatile the game is. So if you can break it down to a 50-50 proposition, it's a lot easier, especially when you're just getting into the golf betting game, right? And you're looking at these matchup propositions. And obviously you can crunch the numbers look at the data see who's playing well who can perform well at this golf course who has the course history and of course FanDuel Sportsbook will pair up guys who are on that same level in terms of the official world golf ranking and the odds and what have you down the line from there but you could still find some value and when I do match betting I don't like bet on eight of them you know you should find like three that you really really like and then stop mm -hmm. from there because like i said there's still some volatility involved here so mito Pereira over maverick mcneely minus 112 for mito for instance i like Pereira in that play there because you look at the data from last week despite finishing inside the top 40 barely Pereira was one of the elite ball strikers the sanderson farms and like we've said here on this very show multiple times much like you can pack your defense on the road in the NFL, you can pack your iron game and your ball striking on the PGA Tour, and maybe Nito finds that putter and beats out McNeely, who really doesn't inspire me so much this week. So those are the little things you can sort of angle in on and then go ahead and bet from there. And the match bets are still available throughout a given tournament. Yeah. So you wake up Saturday morning, you, the cut line has already happened. You still have some opportunities for guys that are playing well at this tournament and to find some profitability there. Live betting golf, also some edges to be found and some opportunities to win some money. So the guy that we mentioned, who is second on the outright board right now, Brooks Kepka. He needs no introduction, really. He is 20 to 1 to win the Shriners this week out in Vegas, but also in Vegas in later November, at least the reports are indicating right now, it will be the match between Brooks Kepka and his heated foe in Bryson DeChambeau. Cam, what are you hearing about that match, the setup, and all the drama we can expect Thanksgiving weekend? Man, I am pumped. I love the match. You guys know this. I talk about my own iteration of the match on my Twitter feed and what have you with my buddy from Nashville, New Hampshire. Look, this is going to be fun. I mean, Bryson and Brooks obviously are better friends now than they were maybe a couple of months ago and maybe that's why we're actually doing this but 12 holes match play i think 12 holes by the way is perfect because tiger and phil back in 2018 did 18 holes oh and God. that was just mm, a little too much right so it got a little boring and they were doing their dad dad jokes here and there but it was like uh, you needed more content so 12 holes cram it down i think this is going to be really really interesting because i'm giving bryson DeChambeau the favorite label for now just because i think he's playing better golf we'll see what FanDuel has to say but it's going to be out there in vegas in the wind golf course it's going to be a lot of fun thanksgiving weekend on a friday black friday people are probably going to be home 
or shopping or maybe watching on TVs at the stores, whatever, but everybody's going to be off. And so it'll be great for TV. Cam, I was going to ask you quickly to play your best odds maker. You think Bryson might be the favorite. Yeah. What will those odds look like in your mind? Only about 30 seconds left. Yeah, I would say Bryson around minus 120. Brooks maybe plus 110, something along those lines. They're going to be pretty close Ooh. to even money, quite frankly. But it's hard to predict golf. It's hard to predict a match of 12 holes in this sort of format. We'll see what happens, but I've got Bryson as my early pick. My man Dylan DeChair was the guy at golf.com to break this news. He said that in a press conference, they asked Brooks about it. How did it come together? Brooks is like, I don't know. You got to ask Bryson. So Brooks still doing the same thing he does each and every week, as is Cam Rogers here on the morning after, giving you winners all the time and edges to be had in the PGA Tour. Cam, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Take care. The morning after rolls on on the other side of the break. Back to Thursday night football in the NFL. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Thursday night football tonight out in the Pacific North Northwest. The Seattle Seahawks hosting the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams, a two and a half point road favorite. The over under total 54 and a half. A preview right now on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM channel 204. I am Ben Stevens and helping me to break down this game. It is FanDuel's Ryan Williams. We have not had him on the show in what feels like a couple of weeks, which in my mind is far, <laughs> far too long. So Ryan, welcome back to TMA Great to have you here. Great to have your perspective for Thursday night football ahead. Hey, man, I'm happy to be here uh, as always. It's good to talk to you, Ben, and I can't wait to get into these games to you or with you. And um, let's get this money. Listen, we're always about getting that bread and making people a little bit more profitable and giving them some winners on this show. That is what you do better than most across the entire National Football League. But even though Ryan Williams hasn't been on the show, I feel like he's been watching the show and paying attention because earlier on in this hour, Craig Mish from Fantasy Sports Today right here on the grid, Ryan said his favorite prop tonight for Thursday Night Football was Van Jefferson in the over of his receiving yards at a smaller number of 43 and a half. Were you watching the show earlier? And if so, or if not, why do you like Van Jefferson's prop tonight? Yeah, man, I, lo I love hearing that when uh, when sharp people in the industry can align together uh, on these calls. And, you know, this kind of comes down to me for Van Jefferson has really been explosive. This was a guy I loved as a rookie prospect coming out, took him in the third round of rookie drafts. And I'm just loving to see what he's doing in a Matt, Matt Stafford, Sean McVay offense. And he's hit this over twice already on the season. He looks like the downfield threat. Robert Woods hasn't gotten going, got a garbage touchdown late. But Van Jefferson's kind of been that guy for Matthew Stafford when he can't find Cooper Cup so I love this matchup with them we just saw big plays given up by uh this defensive or defense of Seattle with San Fran and Debo Samuel so I love Van Jefferson tonight as well 
Yeah, Seattle, the fifth worst passing defense in the NFL so far through the first four weeks of this NFL season. An area to target if you want to back the Rams in the props market, where the next area we look is at that quarterback position and at Matthew Stafford. His passing yards prop tonight, in my mind, seems a little bit too high. 305 yards and the hook. But I agree with Ryan here with a possible plus money sprinkle on his passing touchdowns prop of two and a half. What are your thoughts behind looking at that passing TDs prop, Ryan, tonight for Thursday Night Football? Yeah, I mean, you just look at it in the sense of how this offense wants to move the football, and that's through the pass. And and I understand that, you know, Ben, when you're talking about his yardage prop and this being a, a divisional matchup, and we'll kind of see, you know, if, if Matthew Stafford's putting up points early, this could be, you know, let russ cook season point 2.0 and the points come in bunches <laughs> but i think on the ram side of things we've seen over time even if they get into the red zone they're they're comfortable with matthew stafford passing and i think if they get a deep pass um and get some points early on in the game i i think that we can see them hit this total and it shouldn't be plus money so anytime that we can find a discrepancy like that we want to take advantage in all four games this year for the rams matthew stafford has thrown at least two passing touchdowns he has gone over two and a half with that plus money two of the four games so far for los angeles this year i also look at his passing attempts prop didn't love the number 38 and a half but his passing attempts have increased on a weekly basis 38 two weeks ago against tampa bay 41 last week against arizona so they are going up and up and that might be how sean McVay decides to attack a pretty porous passing defense for the seattle seahawks tonight so Thursday night football in the books. You gave us some great picks for this evening. Let's move forward to week five of the Sunday slate across the National Football League. And first and foremost, if you did not know, Ryan Williams is a Chicago guy, a huge Bears backer, a fan of Justin right. Fields. So I am a fan <laughs> of him. Justin Fields officially named the starting quarterback, finally, as we all knew it would be, for the Chicago Bears. So what can we expect out of Justin Fields, Ryan, in the Chicago offense? And this week, they're getting five and a half points on the road against the Raiders. Yeah, the the five and a half is is interesting, Ben. That's one that I, I definitely am going to look at on the FanDuel Sportsbook as we get closer to Sunday. I, I mean, you're looking at a team in the Bears that they're kind of going to rally behind this kid. I mean, there's kind of some dissension there going on. I'm not sure if Maggie really wanted to make this decision, but you saw what they were able to do against Detroit last Sunday, being explosive, him getting out, moving outside of the pocket, just really, and having that connection with, with Darnell Mooney going deep. And we know that this Raiders secondary is banged up. They have like two, three guys in, on, who are cornerbacks who are expected to miss this game. So I think that we could see fields go back to attacking the deep ball with bill laser and really getting some points here i do kind of like getting the plus money on the bears side this week we're ha we're happy about it here in chicago to have justin field season upon us we're happy about that here in midtown manhattan for a big 10 guy that has advocated <laughs> for justin fields as the best quarterback in this entire draft maybe just a peg behind trevor lawrence heading in to the 2021 yes. nfl season so i am also very happy justin fields last week against the detroit lions 11 of 17 207 passing yards that's nearly 14 yards per attempt i agree with ryan the offense becomes more explosive if bill laser is calling the plays and if matt nagy gets out of his own way and allows justin fields to be the best that he can be utilizing those abilities by the way justin fields 
didn't even so much celebrate when the news became official. His parents were in town in Chicago. They went out to dinner on his behalf, Justin Fields, along with his dog, <laughs> Uno, who, if you don't know, go look up some pictures. A very cute pug just stayed home, watched some film. That's what we love from a starting quarterback a for the Chicago Bears. I mean, that's what we need, Ryan. That's what we need. The over-under for that game, by the way, 44 and a half. We're talking some totals for week five of the NFL. That's where a lot of your attention is this week. A total that you like between the Eagles and the Panthers of 45 and a half is the over. What leans you to the over of that game between Philadelphia and Carolina? Yeah, so really it comes down to the way these quarterbacks are both playing. We saw Sam Darnold go on the road. This guy is a magnet for rushing touchdowns all of a sudden, having five on the year. Um, Very tilting (laughs) for me. But, hey, I got some Sam Darnold's tickets, comeback player of the year, so I'm happy with that. But, uh, yeah, he's explosive. And then you're looking at the Philly side of things, and we know that this defense has been able to give up explosive plays, so maybe DJ Moore gets going. And then Jalen Hurts on the other side. This guy's been incredible. I mean, it, it kind of is unfortunate. I've talked about Philly, you know, winning this division on this show multiple times. I'm not willing to take that back yet, even though they've only won one game. They've been in some some tough battles. And so this is kind of something that I feel like they need to go out and prove. And I definitely love both of these teams being able to put up points, fast paced game. Um, and it's just one of those overs where you look at it and it's like, if this were week one of the season, this might have opened at, you know, maybe 47 and a half. Maybe we got it at 48. Mm-hmm. So I think that this number just isn't where it should be as we are going into week five this part of a very grueling stretch for philadelphia they had the chiefs last week at home at the link they get the panthers this week who are only a one loss football team the reigning super bowl champions and the Tampa bay buccaneers next week and then the raiders who only have one loss so far this season as well so that game might be an over we're looking across the board this week on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and you see two ghastly totals when they jump out off the page. Between the Texans and the Patriots, the over-under total 39.5. That is the same exact number, 39.5, for the game between the Steelers and the Broncos. Ryan, what is your thought there when you see the total of 39.5 for Pittsburgh and Denver? Just attack the under in any game that Denver's in. That's really just what it comes down to. I mean, the the defense is just so good. And and this is kind of, it's going to be a little bit tricky this week, Ben, because we got Teddy Bridgewater in concussion protocol. And he, ironically, is the guy that you kind of want for this game uh, for the under because he's just a game manager, controls the football. I'm not going to turn it over. This could maybe be hitting the over slightly if we do get Drew Locke because of the turnovers, because it still is the Pittsburgh D. So that's kind of one that we have to monitor with a grain of salt. But I do like that Denver's been whole, Denver games have pretty much seen 33 points, 34 points to, to the season. They haven't any come close to hitting that number. So I do love getting some action on this. Granted that we do have uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater as the starter. Denver lost their first game of the year last week at home against Baltimore. As long as you don't run the play or run the ball in the final play of the game, Vic Fangio probably not going to be all that upset at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see how that plays out this week as well. So an NFC West showdown tonight on Thursday night football, the Rams and the Seahawks. Another NFC West matchup coming on Sunday, the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. The Arizona Cardinals, the last remaining unbeaten in the entire NFL. The total for that game, Ryan, 49 and a half. Are we expecting points on Sunday between these two NFC West foes? We're absolutely expecting points here. It's it's absolutely 
I, I don't care. Any game that Arizona's in, this team's incredible. You're looking at the numbers that they're putting up, averaging 33 mm-hmm. points just in and of themselves. And then we're looking at the 49ers side of the ball where their implied team total is around, you know, 22 and a half, 23. And I, Trey Lance is there. Maybe we do have Jimmy G. We got a lot of quarterback injuries to talk about this week, Ben. It's crazy what's <laughs> going on across the league and the NFL. But, you know, Jimmy G, I've, I've seen on Twitter kind of people just saying, you know, it was only a calf contusion. It was just a bruise get this guy out of here, let Trey Lance kind of run and and take control of this offense. And we saw against Seattle, I saw people on Twitter talking about this guy struggled. What I saw from him was just a rookie being out there who didn't start the game and his defense didn't do him any favors, giving up points to Seattle um, that kind of put him in a hole. So I think that given a full week where he could possibly be the starter in this game and, and be playing catch up on the board with Arizona, I do like this game to hit the over. And this is one where Kyle Shanahan, you know, they're not going to want to go in there. They just, Arizona just took care of the Rams in McVay like it was nothing. And the 49ers have seen that, and they're still competing for this division. So I expect them to come out and fireworks to be had in this game. Arizona, the top-scoring offense in the NFL so far this year. Actually, all four teams in the NFC West rank in the top 10 in scoring offense in the NFL so far through the first four weeks of this season. I agree. Trey Lance, maybe not the most efficient performance in, uh, in reserve duty on this past Sunday, only 9 of 18, but 157 yards. I know a lot of that came in one completion to Debo Samuel, but also two passing touchdowns, ran the ball for 41 yards. I think Trey Lance has good value at plus 600 in the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year market as well. So, Ryan, quickly here as we flip it back to Thursday Night Football, another NFC West battle. The total tonight, 54.5. Short week, primetime game, two good offenses, two not-so-great defenses so far Do you have a lean for that total of 54 in the hook? Yeah, that's that's one that's going to be interesting for for me. I think that we can we can maybe talk ourselves into getting there with Chris Carson, who's expected to miss. I think that kind of changes what Seattle wants to do. Alex Collins looking like a pass catching back. So I think if the if the Rams can control this game, I think we definitely see that overhitting if this if Seattle is the one going up big, I think that we could have to temper our expectations for what to expect in this game. I've, I've kind of stayed away from it, but it wouldn't shock me for this game to go over with the two quarterbacks going against each other. It, Yeah, it's a total they're posting out there right now on FanDuel that begs you to take the over for two brand-name teams on a Thursday night. The Seahawks might be wearing their green jerseys. That really calls for an over as well. But we'll see how it plays out on Thursday night football. I need one of those hats, Ryan Williams, from FanDuel. I'll give you my number after this because, listen, we got to be sending me some merch out here in New York City. FanDuel's Ryan Williams joining us, previewing week number five of the NFL, both Thursday night and Sunday. Ryan, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. It's been fun to get back in the seat, and I hope to see you next time. And we'll be talking about Justin Fields winning Offensive Rookie of the Year very soon. Coming up next here, we talk about Justin Fields. A fun fact for you on your fun Thursday. That's next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Rounding out hour number two here on the morning after Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We are debuting a new final segment here because we always like to keep you guys the best informed that we can. And that even includes fun facts to help you make your handicapping decisions as you enter the week five slate of the National Football League. And we are a team environment here on the morning after. So this is the brainchild of our very own producer, Alex Fasano. We are calling this Fasano's fun fact of the day on your Thursday. A lot of the attention here, if you guys don't know, I'm a huge Justin Fields stand. We just talked about it with FanDuel's Ryan Williams. Justin Fields, officially official, has been named the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. It hasn't been necessarily pretty yet for Justin Fields at the helm of the Chicago offense. He only has 25 completions so far this year in his rookie campaign. But of those 25 completions, nine completions for Justin Fields have come on passes with 10 or more air yards so far this year. Andy Dalton only has two. So let me say that again. Justin Fields, nine of his 25 completions this year have come on throws with 10 plus air yards. Andy Dalton, only two of those same throws so far this season. What does that mean in the perspective of it all from Fasano's fun fact that we can translate into winning? It means that the offense is more explosive with Justin Fields and has the potential to be even that much more explosive. Justin Fields last week against the Detroit Lions in his second career NFL start, 11 to 17, 207 yards in an interception. But Let's focus on the 17 pass attempts and the 207 passing yards. That is an average per attempt, yards per attempt of 14. That means that the Chicago Bears, with Justin Fields as their quarterback, are starting to take shots to move the ball down the field. If you need to see one of the prettiest throws you will ever see, go look at a completion from Justin Fields to his talented wide receiver in Allen Robinson, and you will believe, like I do, in Justin Fields as the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook, his odds to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, plus 900. That's value. We roll on with the value in hour number three, right here on the morning after. That's next.